0: Welcome to the Pink Lid Podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa Shaw, and today's episode is coming to you all the way from Dallas, Texas. I'm here with my bestie of 14 years, Iman Marklin. Iman, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting and such a treat to be here.
0: It's awesome. And it's really late at night, so my voice sounds really gruff.
1: It sounds great. I'm sure Matt would approve. What? I think he
0: would. You think he'd like this deep voice? I think he would like the change. Oh, really? Really? Oh, very. You never know. You never know.
1: (laughs) We're going to have fun. We're going to have
0: fun tonight. Um, We put our children to sleep. It is 10 o'clock Dallas time. Um, It's 11 o'clock fort lauderdale time where i'm from and we're just so happy to be here so iman and i go all the way back to our freshman year of college at Orr roberts university in tulsa oklahoma we found out that we were both from metro detroit and then we like became instant friends and we were crazy we were crazy people weren't we
1: it was wonderful what were we like as
0: 18 year olds
1: we were fashionable
0: we yes. used to wear high
1: heels every day, in every college. single day. Who wears high heels in college? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> Who wore high heels in college every day? Me and Alyssa. <laughs> every day, because we we were just trying to live our best lives. We were in 2000. We were trying to turn oh, the heads
0: know. of the Christian boys at school.
1: You know, we had goals. We did, and um, I don't know that just
0: didn't work out. It did. We didn't marry guys. Oh, you married a guy from ORU. you? My husband
1: is from ORU. you. It was out in my favor. Not the freshman year.
0: <laughs> not the freshman year. You didn't no, find him. That wouldn't have worked did out. Not. We weren't ready. That's I under mean, the blood. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yep. that's that's a story for another day. <laughs> um, but we've literally been able to walk through life together. Like we've seen each other get married. We've seen each other had babies. I, was I mean, they,
1: I was there the day you met Matt. You were
0: there the day I met Matt.
1: On, I remember what you were wearing. Yes. I remember your purple top, your your brown skirt. Yes, my and pencil your brown skirt. fishnet. <laughs> you remember your fishnet? Fishnet. Pants? How do you remember what do you those, call th- those? those? Those pantyhose? were fishnet
0: pantyhose. They were.
1: They were the style back then. They were. I used and, to rock them too. And
0: uh, they are disgusting now.
1: I like know, who wears. That. it's kind of on edge now i don't like, know i feel like oh. it would give off the wrong oh, yeah body. i think that would be
0: a little too much but that wasn't too much isn't that weird it was cute back then thank you,
1: you rocked
0: it. i did i Matt, rocked you it
1: Matt die. i don't think it was the fishnets i don't though. think I so think it was your beauty oh thank you you're so
0: sweet <laughs> <laughs> but we've walked through so much. We've like call each other if something's yes. going on in our lives. I know that I can always call you, and you're always going to pray for me, and you're yeah. always going to give me wisdom. Yeah. And um, you actually have been there since the very beginning of the pink lid, also, That's it. all the way back in 2006. Um, the crazy idea to come up with the pink lid, and Iman has, was at every single one, almost. Besides when you had Grace, yes, her daughter Grace, she was almost at every single one, all the way until 2014. Yeah, and then life got crazy, and you couldn't come anymore. Yeah, we're going to get you back though. I want to come back. This is back. the first step. I need to come back. Right? On the I've podcast. Yeah.
1: No, okay. So real quick, I found a blog, like a not a blog post, a journal entry that I wrote on my computer from the first time that I spoke at the Pink Lady. No way. It was actually my first speaking engagement ever. Oh my gosh. And that's it, so special. I was so touched to just be a part of it. And I was like, I love these girls. I love purity. I we love were 19. We were just young. Yeah. We were little. And it's like, it was just like a step into something that I feel God has called me to do. Yeah. And you opened that door for me. Look at that. And now you have your
0: own ministry
1: Come on, to young
0: women. Leave your beauty mark. (laughs) Leave your
1: beauty mark. Tell us about
0: leave your beauty mark.
1: Yes. So leave your beauty mark is all about making a difference and influencing the world from a place of wholeness. So I think there's a lot of talk about being a girl boss, about making moves. But I think when we invest in the woman herself, then she can flourish and invest in the community around her. I love that. And so it's about spiritual growth, but it's also about making an impact daily. Yeah. So random act- acts of kindness, serving in your community, serving in your church, and living on purpose. I love so that. So it's pretty
0: cool. That's really cool. Yeah. I love it. And you're a mommy. I am. To two little cuties. My booze. Yes.
1: My bae is Josiah Marklin. <laughs> He was born and stared me in the eyes, and we've been in love ever since. Yeah, and he's Grace, nineteen months. He's nineteen months. So He cute. always wants to hold my hand, and I just have a crazy love with him. It's the best. His big sister Grace is my one of my best friends in the making. I can tell that right now. She is full of life. She won a rap battle at my friend's baby shower.
0: That's crazy. You can She's check amazing. Instagram
1: for that. Um, she is absolutely amazing, and her nickname is amazing grace
0: that's right and she's amazing she i love her so much she's actually my goddaughter and she she's so special you. to me and
1: she's like where's Matt?" yeah
0: we so today we actually got to go to magnolia which has been a dream of mine so great. for years so like this is just crazy how i even got to dallas matt tells me last week hey i'm going i've got to go to dallas for a conference and i'm like you're going to dallas do you know who lives in Dallas, Texas? Iman Markland, And we haven't seen each other in four years. Crazy. And we were actually talking on the phone a couple months ago. And we we're like, you know what? Let's just believe God that he's going to make a way for us to be able to see each other in 2019. And like here it is in February. And we actually get to
1: see each other. It makes me so happy. I can't believe it's been that long. That's
0: answer, direct answer to prayer right there.
1: Come on now. Prayer works.
0: Prayer works. The Lord came through. He did.
1: Won't he do it?
0: And we made it all the way to Waco, Texas today with four children. And And a double stroller. And a double stroller. It was crazy, but it was worth it. And we ate so much food. Like, I don't think I've ate that much food in a long time
1: yeah magnolia table changed my life
0: it really did so a little plug for magnolia yep. go check it out it's awesome so that's how we got here and we're so we're just loving it and so when we were walking around magnolia today grace was telling everybody the this is my cousins my auntie and not my cut co- she called audrey her cousin sister and i was like this Aww. is so sweet they haven't seen each other since they were four and ten months old So they love each other, and we're just so happy to be together. So we're making the most of every moment and now recording this podcast. So I want to get into the topic for tonight, and that is on guarding your heart. At The Pink Lid, for years, we've been telling the girls about guarding your heart, and that's something that we want to dive into because Imam, that's been something that's been on your heart the last couple weeks with your online Bible study. So we're going to talk about what that means. What does that phrase mean? How does that look like? How to practically do that? Um, so that's what this episode is about. So to start, E, talk to us about what it means when we say guard your heart.
1: Well, we know in scripture, Proverbs four twenty three, it says to guard your heart above all else for out of it flows the issues of life. And I think, you know, to put it in a nutshell, I feel like the Holy Spirit has given me some revelation on that. And as I was studying that word guard, it actually means keep and the word Guard and keep in the Hebrew was talking about, it was referring to a watchman. And so if you think about ancient biblical times or historical times, even in you know recent history, a watchman is someone who would be on a high place observing a city gate to see what's coming in and what's going out. And he was responsible to be aware and observe what's coming in and what's going out. And so for us, when we talk about guarding your heart, I believe that God has called us not to be wall builders of our hearts, but to be watchmen. And so a lot of times people think, oh, guard your heart means like you have to put up a wall. You've got to keep bad things out. You've got to have barriers. But that's not what God's saying in the scripture. He's saying to be a watchman. He's saying to be observing what's coming in and what's going out of your heart. And I think it's really important to have that paradigm shift.
0: That's so good. And what does that look like in relationships as far as romantic relationships and also friendships? You know, sometimes that we have to guard our our hearts not only with like a guy that we want to be with, but also like with girls, with relationships, with family relationships. I think that this goes all across the board. What does that look like?
1: I think that it's about being mindful and aware of conversations that are happening. I think that it's important to make sure that the people you surround yourself with are planting healthy seeds in your heart. And one of the things I've been talking about lately is that your heart is the soil of your life. So in the parable of the sower, it's talking about four different types of soil that receive the word and what happens based on that soil. And so when we talk about, you know, relationships, whether it be dating or marriage or friendships, it's just very important um, to be mindful that the people in your life are planting seeds in the soil of your heart. So you want to surround yourself with people who are positive. You want to surround yourself with conversations that are uplifting and not, you know, burdening you or tearing you down or making you feel less than who God has called you to be. I think it's really important to be mindful of those kind of things. And another practical thing is, um, you know, I've talked about this, being mindful of who's on your social media. And I know you talked recently about, you know, if someone is, You know, you're comparing yourself, or you don't feel peace when you're seeing certain accounts, or you know different things on YouTube or wherever. Part of guarding your heart means you may need to mute a few people, you may need to unfollow a few accounts on social media, so that you can guard your heart and protect your soil, and make sure that you're making room for healthy seeds and good, the Word of the Lord, and positive things that are going to bring forth the type of fruit you really want to see in your life. Because we all want to make a difference. We all want to be women who are having joy and peace and excited and, you know, dreaming about our future. And so it's important that we feed our heart the correct things. Just like you have an Instagram feed, a social media feed, what's feeding your heart? What's feeding your soil? Part of guarding your heart is being mindful and being that watchman I talked about earlier with what's feeding your heart. That's so good. I keep saying that's so good. I'm going to change my mind. It is good. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Thank you, sis.
0: And as far as guarding your heart with relationships, I always say that it's so important who you involve your heart with because When you meet your future husband, if you're not married yet, you want to be able to give them your full heart. And if your heart has been given to so many different guys along the way, then you're not going to be giving him a whole heart. And Now, I believe that if you have given your heart away, that there's grace and that God can put that heart back together. But you really can come to your husband with a full heart and say, hey, I've saved my heart for you. We talk about guarding our bodies, you know, waiting to have sex until you're married. But it's also our heart. We want to make sure that our heart, because as girls, we're so emotional Mm -hmm. and we can get our heart entangled so easily. And so I always say, be very watchful of who you give your heart to. You want to save your heart for the right person at the right time. Now, I'm very thankful I did not have a boyfriend before I met my husband. And so I really was able to give him my full heart. And I know that's not everyone's story, but for me, it was such a special thing and It was just so cool to say, hey, you know what? My heart is for you. I saved it. I guarded it. And of course, I had crushes along the way. And, you know, I saw guys. I'm like, oh, I like that. Or I want to be with him. But I really was protective about giving my heart and, and spending time just like dwelling on somebody that wasn't the person that God had for me. And so you want to be very careful about who you involve your heart with and who you give pieces of yourself away to, because it's so beautiful when you can say to your future husband one day, Hey, I waited for you. My heart is fully yours. I can fully give myself to you because I'm complete in Christ. Um, so for me, that was really cool that I was able to do that, but I know it's not for everybody. I know Iman, you had some relationships before you met your husband and so what was that process like for you um in re almost regarding your heart after you getting out of bad relationships
1: well god had to reconstruct my heart
0: Mm, my heart was
1: broken yeah my heart has been very broken my heart my heart has been broken in dating relationships my heart has been broken in friendship relationships Mm. i had situations in college where god had to reconstruct my heart i've had situations in the recent 24 months where God has had to reconstruct my heart because, you know, love is always a risk, whether it's a friend or dating. When you really make the decision to love someone, you're, you are in a sense, giving a little bit of your heart. Yeah. And that's part of the exchange of loving people. And that's why I think it hurts when you are rejected or when you do go through, you know, a challenging breakup, whether it be with a a guy or with a friend, And so what I've had to learn is that God is the best place to entrust your heart. Mm. Um, It says trust in the Lord with all your heart. And I found that to be true because I know what it feels like to have the pain of trusting someone with this delicate, almost like glass, you know, your heart being such a delicate, precious thing. And, Not everyone can handle the preciousness of your heart. It's supposed to be entrusted fully to the Lord. And this may be a little touching. People may not fully agree with this, but I feel like what I've seen in the word is that you trust people, but you put your trust in the Lord. Mm. You give your full heart to the Lord and trust him with your full heart so that you can love people without reservation. And, you know, when I think about how God has restored my heart over the years, especially in college, when, you know, I did date, you know, I did have my heart broken in high school and college before my husband came. And I realized I had to go through the process of fully healing in order to be ready to have and experience the love that God had for me that was his best choice. And so for me, when I had to learn how to regard my heart, that meant I was more careful with who I placed myself in close relationship with. So yes, you love everyone. You have friends, you have acquaintances, but when you talk about close people, even Jesus had close three, he had his 12, but he had his three close, intimate friends. And whether that's relationships, dating, things like that, you have to really pray and know from the Lord who to really invest those special pieces of your heart to. And so right before my husband came into my life, the Lord took me through a process of reconstructing my heart. And for me, I had to go through a season of isolation. I had to be in a time where the Lord withdrew me to himself and begin to work on me and begin to refocus my mind and my priorities, the things that I placed my value and my worth in. I thought my appearance was so important. I thought the way I dressed was so important. And the Lord had to show me your heart is so important because the heart is the place where we believe in God. The heart is the place where we make a decision for Christ. We confess with our mouth, but we believe in our heart. And so I really want you girls to know your heart is the most precious thing in your whole life. It's your heart and your heart is to be entrusted to God. And if you have been heartbroken and if you're out there saying, you know what, I just went through a bad breakup. I just had my heart broken. I've had my heart broken by my parents, by a sibling, by a guy, by a friend. I want you to know that God is a healer of broken hearts and that God loves you. And if you give your heart to him and you say, Lord, I don't know what to do with this pain in my heart, but I'm trusting you to heal me. I'm trusting you to take these broken pieces and mend them together. I don't know how, but I trust you to do it. I promise you from experience, he will do that. And he will fill your heart with so much love and so much healing and so much restoration that you will look back and say, wow, not only did God restore my heart, but he created in me a new and a clean heart. And God is faithful to do that. And I know that he's done that in my life time and time again. And so I just want to encourage you girls with that because God is good.
0: Yeah. And if you think to yourself, you know, I don't have that person. I don't have people in my life that I can really trust. I just want to challenge you to just pray, Pray. to ask God, like there was different seasons in my life that I look back on and I would pray and I said, God, I need, let's say for example, a close girlfriend. Mm -hmm. I need somebody that I can just trust and that they can trust me and that we can have that. Um, just, that relationship where we can be like, Hey, I need prayer for this, you know, and, and God brings that God will be faithful to that. And he will bring that person to you. Um, but wait for his time and we don't want to force anything. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but in the meantime, like what you said, like you went through a season where you almost had to isolate I was. and God became He was my your everything. everything. He was my everything. He literally was. And
1: when he became my everything, I was prepared to be ready to be in close relationship Especially with my husband. Yeah. Because I feel like when your heart is filled with the love of God in an intimate relationship with Him, then you're ready to be in a horizontal relationship with, you know, the guy that God has for you, or the friends that God has for you. And for me, when it comes to marriage, I feel like the more I fill my heart with God's love, the less pressure that I put on my husband to fill my heart. Mm. So now we're in a place where. I just want to give. I just want to love you. Yes, I want your time. I want to spend time. I want to hold your hand and watch movies or whatever. But I've learned if I fill my heart with the love of God, then I'm not going to be so demanding with my husband because I don't expect him to be my everything. That's right. God's my everything. My husband is my blessing. Iman, you said it right
0: there. God is my everything. My husband is my blessing. The world talks about finding someone who is your everything, right? Your bay, You will be happy. But it isn't until you fully see God as your everything that you will feel wholeness and be ready for the blessing of a husband. Thank you, Iman, so much for being on the podcast. Girls, you can follow her on Instagram at Iman Marklin, which is E-M-O-N-N-E-M-A-R-K-L-A-N-D. To close this episode, I have an open panel question to answer. It's this, how do you know which boy is right for you? And my answer for you is simply this, involve God in the process. Truly come before God and say, God, is this who you have for me? If it is, open the door and give me so much peace. And if not, close the door. And then also make sure that the guy puts Jesus before everything, that he respects you and your body to wait to have sex until marriage. Watch how he treats his family, see his character more than his looks. Looks will fade, what is his core like? Is he faithful to God in you? Faithfulness is a key ingredient to a life-lasting marriage. We will definitely dig more into this question on another podcast, but that was my quick answer for that open panel question. Girls, thank you for listening to the Pink Lid Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram story, and tag us at The Pink Lid. Also, make sure to subscribe. We're releasing new content all the time. And remember, you are created by God, your worth comes from God, and you are loved by God.